Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. This is Gary Neron welcoming you to the Lamp and Light broadcast, coming to you from the studios of Central Baptist Church in beautiful Ocala, Florida. Lamp and Light is a ministry taking a book of the Bible verse by verse, teaching as it is to men as they are, without compromise or apology, speaking the truth in love, and our purpose is to give the lamp and light to all. Last week in our study of Hebrews chapter 10, we were talking about the book of Hebrews as it pertains to Jewish believers. Let's pick up with that subject today. Now, here is our teacher and pastor, Dr. Andy Bloom. Now, since this is the book of Hebrews written to Jewish converts, their mind is set in things Jewish. So let us consider the scriptures here again. In Numbers chapter 15, verses 27 through 31. And if any soul sin through ignorance, then he shall bring a she-goat of the first year for sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for the soul that sinneth ignorantly when he sinneth by ignorance before the Lord to make an atonement for him and it shall be forgiven him. Ye shall have one law for him that sinneth through ignorance both for him that is born among the children of Israel and for the stranger that sojourneth among them. But the soul that doeth aught presumptuously whether he be born in the land or a stranger, the same reproacheth the Lord, and that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Because he hath despised the word of the Lord, and hath broken his commandment, that soul shall utterly be cut off, his iniquity shall be upon him. Now there was an offering for those who sinned through ignorance, but not for presumptuous or willful sin. Now David sinned with Bathsheba, was willful, and his sin did call for the death penalty in the law. But David was forgiven by God. Although there was not a real sacrifice of the animals for his sin, he was forgiven by God. However, in this life, there were consequences. The sword would not depart from his house. His son Absalom rebelled even to the point of raping David's concubines and trying to kill David himself. But David's not an unsaved man. He will later be used to write psalms even after this sin. There are some psalms that he'll be writing. He was forgiven, but as you read Psalms 51, you see his forgiveness, but there are consequences in this life. I talked to a man several years ago. He lived the life of homosexuality. He got saved, and yet, through his former life, he'd contacted AIDS. Now, he may be saved, and he can be saved, and I believe he is saved. But the man died from AIDS, because that was a consequence of a sin that had been in his life. Now, that automatically leads us to verse 27 here of Hebrews chapter 10. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. Now, someone says, 
Hey, it says, Judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. Are not the adversaries speaking of the lost? Well, it doesn't say the saved receive the same punishment as the lost. Rather, it is of the Lord. It is His judgment. It is His fiery indignation. But it's not manifested in the same way to the saved as it is to the lost. Remember 1 Corinthians 11.29 concerning the Lord's Supper, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Does damnation mean that those saved people are suddenly not saved? No. But they did have many sleep. That is, they died. Their life was shortened. They didn't live as long as God had really had previously intended for them to live. And many were sickly. They die physically, but they are not forever separated in hell from God as the unsaved are. Sometimes there are sufferings, and we ask, why? It may be a test, or it may be a satanic attack. Other times we know we've been living wrong, and we know it's the chastening hand of the Lord. Revelation speaks of the Laodicean church in Revelation three fourteen through 22. It was very carnal. And in the midst of that Laodicean church passage in Revelation 3, verse 14, what does it say to the saved? In verse 19 of Revelation 3, we read, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. God wants us to repent before his chastening. That's why 1 Corinthians 11, verse 32 said, If we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged of God. If we'll deal with that sin and and confess it and forsake it, seeking the cleansing of the Lord, then He'll cleanse it. Then there's no need for his judging on us if we would judge ourselves. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 8, we see that the Lord chastens those that are zoned. In verse 6 there, it said, He chasteneth and scourgeth. Scourgeth has the idea to flog with a whip. I can remember as a little boy, my older brother and I, we were knew that we were going to get spankings when Dad got home. We had it coming, and we knew it. We knew it. There was no question in our mind that we deserved a spanking. We knew it. Now, we're just little guys. I think I was seven, and he was nine. and So we hid every belt in that house. I mean, we had them in closets. We had them under beds. We hid them all. So when Dad got home, and he went to get a belt, he wasn't going to find one. Man, we had really figured it out. There was one thing we didn't count on. He didn't look for the belt. He just took off the one that he had on. We, For why we didn't think of that, I have no idea. But he just took off the one that he had on and let us have it. Okay? And, and that is the idea that when you think of chastening and scourging from 
the Lord, and it will come. And my friend, let's remember this. Judgment begins at the house of God. I don't think there's going to be at a judgment at the house of God where they're preaching the word, where the standards are holy and righteous, and the people are true to the word. Now, there will be persecution from the world because all those that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Oh, yes, that will come. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when it comes from God's hand. I think there are many churches that will have God's hand against it because of the things that have been allowed to enter the church. We'll say maybe a little bit more about that a little later. Now, in verses 28 and 29, gives us an Old Testament illustration of this truth. So, let's look at verse 28. He says, He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Now, that takes us back to Deuteronomy chapter 17, verses 2 through 7. If there be found among you within any of thy gates, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, man or woman that hath wrought wickedness in the sight of the Lord thy God in transgressing his covenant, and hath gone and served other gods and worshipped them, either the sun or moon or any of the host of heaven which I have not commanded, and it be told thee, and thou hast heard of it, and inquired diligently, and behold, it be true. And the thing certain, that such abomination is wrought in Israel. Then shalt thou bring forth that man or that woman, which hath committed that wicked thing, unto thy gates, even that man or that woman, and shalt stone them with stones till they die. Now, what are they being, for what are they being stoned? They are being stoned for corrupted worship. And he goes on to say in verses 6 and 7 of that Deuteronomy 17 passage, At the mouth of two witnesses, or three witnesses, shall he that is worthy of death be put to death. But the mouth of one witness he shall not be put to death. The hands of the witnesses shall be first upon him to put him to death, and afterward the hands of all the people. So thou shalt put the evil away from among you. Now, God hated idolatry. That's why Exodus 34 tells us that he is a jealous God. Now, the man or woman that was referred to in this Deuteronomy passage may have been unsaved since he was worshiping other gods and probably was. But we too, as saved people, can stoop pretty low. Now, the Bible tells us very clearly in Second Peter chapter 1, that holy men of old, as they were moved by the Holy Spirit of God, wrote the scriptures. In other words, they had to be in a holy condition for God to use them. And I think you would agree with me. However, let's remember, Solomon was used to write scripture. Most believe that he wrote Ecclesiastes near the end of his life. Perhaps he wrote Proverbs earlier. Maybe Song of Solomon he wrote earlier. But then many, many wicked women turned his heart. And he lived much of his life in idolatry. 
as well as adultery. And yet, evidently there was repentance because God used him to write scripture again because it had to be a holy man to be used. He committed sin, habitual sin. But what does the Bible say of those the Holy Spirit used to write scripture? They were holy men of old. Solomon wasn't saved, then lost. But he did backslide greatly. I think of Nadab and Abihu. They were appointed by God for the priest office. They offered strange incense. Now, they were doing the work of the temple. They weren't doing some strange idolatrous practice. They were doing the work in the temple in the the golden incense altar. And, and they were offering in their censers this incense unto the Lord. However, the influence of Egypt, I believe, was still with them. And although they had this incense they were commanded to offer, I believe that probably sincerely, Nadab and Abihu thought, well, you know what? The incense from Egypt smells much better. This is your radio pastor, Pastor Andy Bloom, saying, May the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway today. We want to thank you for listening to the Lamp and Light broadcast. If you would like a CD copy of today's message by Dr. Bloom, send us your name, mailing address, and include the radio station by which you are listening and the date of the broadcast. We would appreciate a gift of $5 to Lamp and Light Broadcast, 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34471. You may also visit us on the website and freely download the sermons by clicking on the sermon library. That website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. Again, the address for the Lamp and Light broadcast is 1714 Southeast 36th Avenue, O-C-A-L-A, Florida, 34471. And again, our website is www.centralbaptistocala.org. This is your announcer, Gary Neron, saying... May God's peace be with all that are in Christ Jesus. Stand so the hills may tumble, it will firmly stand when the earth shall crumble. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible stands. I will plant my feet on its firm foundation for the Bible.